Welcome to the Digging Dexter podcast with Victor. And uh, Marissa. Mikhail. I'm Marissa and my chops are busted. Ew. Man, you have no idea which other one I was going to go with. I am Victor Miguel. And in my car, you could feel the bass in your spine. Wow. And that, and that is true. Yeah. Actually, right? that is true. The one I was going to go with, <laughs> I also want to say it, because if God forbid anyone listens to this with people who are not uh, age appropriate, but this is an explicit podcast. I'm Victor Miguel, and I'm the man you have to blow to get Dolphins tickets. Wow. <laughs> he was giggling like a little girl about that for the last five minutes. We are here to discuss season three, what? season four, episode three of Dexter, titled Blinded by the Light. Do you know the song, Blinded by the Light? Blinded by the Light. Keep going. Hey, nice. Thanks. So, we are in the third episode of Dexter of season four. Um, some primer thoughts. So, um... I definitely thought it was the little kid that was the vandal. Sure. I have no clue why. Tr- I mean, I guess I can't say I have no clue, but I thought it was very strange that Trinity made the woman kind of commit suicide herself. Um, I know we spoke in the very first episode that that was one of the most gruesome kills. I feel as if this is like almost right up there with her, with it. Um, that this is one of the most gruesome kills? Like, like I, I still feel that, that the first one was, like, the most vulgar or the most... Um, gruesome? The gruesome that we saw, at least, that they right. showed us. But I feel like this one was, like, pretty up there also. Um, like, Trinity definitely seems to be, like, the worst serial killer thus far, mm-hmm. in my opinion. Uh, and I should have done this before your primer thoughts. Blinded by the Light, this episode is basically, there's a neighborhood watch... There's a vandal in Dexter's neighborhood. Uh, we kind of we see a woman, Tarla Grant, jump off a building. Trinity makes her jump off, and I guess that's really it that happens this episode, mm-hmm. right? And then Batista and Laguerta sort of yeah um, go out. Um, sure, uh, you know there's there, we could I feel like we could have an entire episode dedicated to did she kill herself or did Trinity kill her? Sure, you know what I mean. There's like that. There's like a huge debate regarding that. <clears throat> um, to me, and I wonder if you feel the same way, this episode sort of feels filler. This is not a nitpick. A nitpick is like, oh, there's no way he could have been the uh, the vandal. Like, you know, his, his schedule doesn't match up. It just feels like they're like, it's almost like, hey, look what's going on over here. Before you know, eventually, Dexter, like the whole Miami Metro is going to come on to Trinity, right? Sure. Um I don't know. Just sometimes Dexter was talking about this neighborhood vandal. It was kind of like cheesy. I guess it was a little like out of left field, like a little like, where did this come from? But yeah. I but I, I guess I wasn't thinking that while watching it. I'm mm-hmm. just thinking it now because you're kind of bringing it up. But yeah. um, I could say I see your point. Uh, apologies, at least for me, if I sound a little different. I've been really congested. I have to feel I don't know at your place of work. We are what January twentieth. This episode will come out January twenty first. So many people are sick. And yeah. We're here in Florida, and like it's cold here. And when it's yeah. cold, it's like sixty degrees. 
but holy shit, is it cold in the Northeast right now? Yeah. I think the thing with Floridians is that we are so used to never wearing like closed toed shoes and bringing a jacket anywhere. So that like, I know for me, I'll walk the dog in the morning. I know it's cold and I still like, will come inside, get ready for work, get dressed for work and forget a jacket. And I feel like that's like, that's the only reason why we get sick is because like, we're just not used to it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, if if we sound a little out of it, um, I just sound congested. I'm not really anything. Get into the episode. Sure. Uh, our episode opens up with a backyard barbecue. Uh, tremendous amount of people for a backyard barbecue. Did you notice that? Yes. I mean, a beautiful backyard. Yeah. Just again, we could talk about the neighborhood for an hour, <laughs> but um, yeah, tremendous amount of people and so much meat. Yeah. Oh my God. A lot of meat. Um, Colton had pointed this out. I didn't really recognize it. Dexter's like, of course, he's mixing up a drink that's red. Yeah. You? Oh, you noticed that? Yeah. I mean, he's looking. He gazes at the drink and like has this like grin on. Yeah. When it starts blending, you'll see. I didn't notice that. That's a cool little. Um, so we find out Rita talked to Dexter's doctor, and what? You just missed the grin. It doesn't matter. Oh, okay. Um. So we find out Rita had talked to Dexter's doctor that he had a concussion and he's not supposed to be driving himself. Sure. Um, <laughs> we'll get there in the episode, but how they treat Dexter's concussion. Yeah. Did you pick up on it too? <clears throat> Just so ridiculous. What? That like that he's being like like a child. He's being treated like... Oh, okay. So you, you didn't pick up on it the way I did. Um, there's something really funny about it. Oh, okay. Um, so there's a vandal in the neighborhood. We come to find out and that's sort yeah. of what this episode um, is about. And Dexter, as you so eloquently put, chops gets busted. Yeah. I wonder if like the neighbors talk. All right, let's go in like the Dexter universe when like the neighbors are by themselves. They're like, that Dexter's a weirdo. Dude, of course they are. <laughs> yeah. Of course <laughs> they are. Every single person that's at that backyard barbecue is at home with their spouse talking about it. So... You said, and the episode makes you believe that, uh, what's his name, Jeremy? I don't know his name. I forget his name, but they make you to think this kid's yeah. dad um, is the vandal, per se. Sure. So Rita drives Dexter to work. Oh, do you have anything else on this backyard barbecue no. thing? No. So Rita drives Dexter to work, and it happens twice in the three times. Well, twice in this episode. And if Dexter has a concussion, do you think shaking a rattle toy and, blast, and blasting Culture Club, it's almost like, like I know it's just kind of like, oh, I know you don't like this song, so we're going to be whatever. That's like, really funny. I imagine if you have a concussion, like that's not what you're supposed yeah. to do. I feel like that is never okay. It, yeah, you, <laughs> you, know know? you know It's but, never okay. But let alone, yeah. With, but my whole thing, I guess, is too, like... And I'm not a doctor. I've never had a concussion. I don't know much. But like, I would assume a concussion. You know, the first, the first few days. Pro- let's just say a, a week, even, are yeah. pretty crucial. You know. But he was now a couple days yeah. of driving of this of that. It's almost like you're taking it away now. But he was dr- he was doing everything fine. Yeah, it's sort you of know? like after the fact. Exactly. Exactly. Um, I, and I, I could already see and feel the, the comments or the emails about like how you're supposed to treat a concussion or whatever. Just sort of out of the loop. I could see her being mad at him for sure. Yeah, definitely. But, but, and also to speak to everyone at the office of like, there's no way he could drive. It's like, well, he already has been driving. And, right, right. you know. 
Uh, I'm going to save this here so we can go into other storylines because I, I just realized like, the, the Vandal is the main part of the episode and we sort of do the, the B stories yeah. before we, you know, we build up. Uh, I guess in that aspect, we'll start with Deb and Anton. Sure. Deb sort of scolds Anton about not making the coffee first. Yeah. And I have to say, in our relationship, we have to have like the perfect coffee making ratio. We're pretty good. That's what I said. I said we, I, oh, we have okay. to have like, yeah. we have like, if we were like, if they like put like a category yeah. on a map, we would be up there. Cause yeah. you, I usually wake up to coffee, which unfortunately, if you listeners don't know this, Marissa cannot smell. No. So she doesn't get the pleasant God, aroma. aroma of coffee and bacon being made in the morning. Now we don't get bacon often, although we had bacon today. The smell of coffee being made is top Five, even possibly three smells. Wow. Yeah. Do you remember? And Victor's coffee? a smeller. I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a smeller. I smell and I like to smell. So I always loved the smell of coffee, but for the longest time, I didn't drink coffee. Like I didn't really drink coffee. I didn't really get into coffee until I was maybe like 21, 22. Yeah. Like before that, coffee was disgusting, you know? Yeah. But I always liked the smell of it. And I always liked like the coffee ice cream too, but um, I just never really drank coffee and then I feel like right around as I was getting into coffee is when I pretty much like lost my sense of smell. So I never really had my sense of smell while I enjoyed coffee. You could almost mask how your house smells just by making a pot of coffee. Interesting. Um, do you think, well, this is a totally side tangent, do you think sort of a rite of passage from going from like teenager into adult, part of like one of those like metals you you get do you know what i'm about to say is drinking coffee yeah um it's like didn't you always like it's like the first time most people drank coffee like 18 sugars a lot yeah. of milk yeah i remember i used to work at a grocery store and i remember when i first like found out about coffee like found out about this secret stuff and it was like all of these like people in the back that used to like work the night shift would make it and they would make it crazy strong. And me and a close friend of mine, we um, we were like, oh, we'll have a cup. And we literally were like, because we were brand new to it, so we were like shaking. We were like, we need another cup of coffee. Like we, and it was literally like Folgers. Like yeah, it was yeah. like nothing good, you know? Um, And like all the creamers, like everything was like just like a whole new world to us, you know? But I definitely felt the metal with coffee, beer, and avocados. Avocados? I feel like when I, when I enjoyed those things, I felt like an adult. I'm taking this to a whole other... <laughs> other world right now but i swear to god and i know i scold you on some of this stuff sometimes because i'm like hey how could you have never heard of this you're 30 years old i swear i only i found out about avocados at like age 27 i swear if you were to like like, i'm not denying that you I never thought they existed before that so when you say the avocado thing like i guess so but i I don't i guess um Yeah, I don't. I don't. No, I just we're, we started like yeah. Deb and Anton, and all of a sudden it's like all right, so avocado, right? But there was like avocado toast, and like that was like a big thing. That was and like then three like years ago, I guess. Like the millennials but, and bullshit, yeah, you know, maybe um, like guacamole. I don't know. When I started liking avocados, um, I remember being like, huh, like I like avocados, you know, like <laughs> that's that's so funny. I never even. Put yeah, that avocados, beer, and definitely coffee. Uh, coffee, I'm, I think, was like the first one, though. 
I'm gonna go. That I got. I'm gonna uh, challenge you on the beer one because you're drinking beer at like 15. At least I, me and my friends were. Like you know what I mean? It's like alcohol doesn't or beer doesn't make you like an adult because that's like okay so i guess when i was 15 i was not drinking beer <laughs> but when i was i could already see colton texting me dude when i was 15 i took a i uh, took a break from beer <laughs> like <laughs> so but when i so i guess when i was like 21 i remember like I, I used to drink a lot like liquor you know like i was definitely like more into liquor but if i did drink a beer it was like bud light and that was it yeah and i guess like i i guess for a woman it's different even growing up because women always kind of drank like the mike's hard lemonade uh-huh and like men always drank the beer i don't yeah. know if it's the same i'm talking like god uh, 20 years ago no you know? one drank mike's hard lemonade that i knew oh well that but was like the drink we got like the girls in Staten island right um, but, uh, no. So I guess like I used to drink like Bud Light, Michelob Ultra, like those drinks, those beers. Ooh. But I guess, yeah. But I guess when I first started to like actually enjoy beer and like want to drink okay. other beer. There you go. That, yeah. That's, that's what the I way meant. to put it. That's it's not actually drinking beer. It's actually being like, huh, you know what? Yeah. Go with this dinner. Not like 15 beers. Ah, beer. Yeah. Like, and I've know. already told you this, but I remember my very first beer that like turned me on to beer was like the Sea Dog Blueberry beer. Huh. And I remember thinking it was so cool because I went to World of Beer in Coconut Creek and they served it with blueberries in the glass. And I was like, whatever that is, I want it Cause, <laughs> just because of the fruit. And um, that was like my first cry. I was like, this is so good. Why don't I like try more? And then yeah. after that, I've like always been open to it. This is the longest we've ever gone non-Dexter related. <laughs> really Sorry, funny. guys. No, no, it's fine because I, I do think this episode is a little bit empty. Um, I, I wanted to bring up the coffee thing. But Anton is now home all week. Yeah. Um. Do you sort of see where this is going between Deb, Anton, and Lundy? Yeah. Because you kind of see oh, like, yeah, definitely. he's like, hey, I get to be home all the time now. And then like Dexter and Deb have that conversation like, God, they're just always fucking yeah. there. You yeah. Know? Um, definitely. No, de- it's pretty obvious where that's going. When they're at lunch, Deb and Ant, oh, Dexter's sitting there by himself, right? Mm-hmm. And then like Deb and Anton come over and she's like, yeah, if you're going to eat, eat lunch here, then like it's going to be a working lunch. Fine. And then Lundy comes there, and that's sort of the first time they, they yeah. meet. I guess physically seeing it on screen, Lundy and Anton, in every single aspect, couldn't be more different. For sure. I mean, even down to bl- literally black and white. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know, um, Anton's younger, he's older. Yeah. Anton's like a music weed. Yeah. You know, he's like more art liberal. I don't yeah. know. I don't know what yeah. the word is. And like Lundy's FBI. like Yeah, you know? like conservative. Yeah, it's just funny, like just how. For sure. But on, on like on the same thing, it is also, I don't know if we have like enough evidence that the show's given us that Anton and Deb are a good couple. I mean, we may like them as a couple. We don't, I, I don't know if how, and the show's not about, the show isn't called Deb, right? Yeah. Um, But I say that to say how Deb and Lundy work together, like their work chemistry, their literal work chemistry yeah. is like really good. Right. You know? Um, I guess though... Um, you could have a good work chemistry, but then also like in your pastime, are you just talking about work and you know, like there's like, it's like you have to kind of like compartmentalize that. And I feel like we kind of saw Deb and Lundy together already. And I don't think that they were like so great. Who? Deb and Lundy. Like we've Uh, already seen them. Yes. Again. Yes. And and separating when they're at work together. I feel like they're great. Like they're together. I mean, all we got was, hey, you have great technique and let me slap your ass because we're cooking. Yeah. You know, Um, technique. (laughs) um, Late when they're at dinner discussing the Trinity thing and we'll get we'll get to Trinity later in the episode. um, 
all the cities Lundy mentions, like where Trinity killed. Yeah. You mentioned like Raleigh, South Carolina. I forget the other city where Deb is. Um, it's all like places where the writers are from. Oh, that's and funny. the actors, whatever. Uh-huh. Another thing about this episode, Michael C. Hall was an executive producer on the episode. Interesting. And it's the same thing uh, with uh, Eve Boardwalk Empire. It was Sopranos and um, what's the other one? Breaking Bad. Like Walter, not Walter Wright. What's his name? Brian Cranston. Um, they get to like executive produce the first few episodes and they're like, because the shooting schedule, the filming schedule gets so intense, they can't do it. So they usually always do like the first few episodes. Huh. Uh, you laughed when Deb got a text from Anton. Just because of the tel- the cell phone technology okay. was so We've bad. We've had this yeah. conversation about how yeah. dated the show makes itself. Yeah. Ter- cell phones didn't look like in 2009. No. Something's on my tongue. <laughs> uh, yeah, it, it's... One, the worst thing on this show, besides the series finale, is the use of cell phones. That's so funny. Like, the the, the writing, the, the voiceover, all that, that's like nitpicking. Yeah. Like, you know, some people really like it, whatever. The cell phone use is on, sure. on, you know, like second to none. Anything else do you have to say regarding... Um, no, I'm upset that Deb's going to throw away her and Anton, but... you Is that a is that an official Maris predict? Yeah. I don't think that her and, and Lundy are going to go anywhere. They're not going to go anywhere? I, I don't think so. Like, I think that maybe she's... You think she's definitely leaving Anton yeah. for Lundy? Or I think if she's not leaving Anton, Anton's going to find out about it, and Anton's going to be like, I'm not going to stand for this, hmm. you know? Yeah, yeah. I guess we could move over to Trinity. Okay. Because I have his his sort of thing separate from Dexter. Uh, and, and how the episode sort of opens up, right? Like, Trinity's in the backseat of a car taking Tarla Grant, who we saw from last episode, who he, he was stalking, um, to a warehouse of sorts. Um, this warehouse is sort of... Do you remember in season two when there is a copycat Bay Harbor Butcher killer in the train tracks? Yeah. They film... Uh, I guess what I'm saying is they film in this area all the time. Yeah. All the same, the same location reused. Um, so Trinity says... When he's talking to her, he's like, he says a lot of things. Remember, I kept asking you, like, hey, did you hear that? Did you yeah. hear that? Because he says things like, mommy. Yeah. Uh, do you know what he ended up putting on the ground next to her? No. Okay. Well, was it Cremines? Yes. Okay. Um, it didn't. I guess it didn't look like that sure, when he sure. put it down, so I didn't yeah. know. Um, you know, what we basically see is Trinity makes makes this woman jump to her death. Um, yeah. How creepy is John Lithgow? The creepiest person ever. And I love him. Like, I loved him in 30 Rock from the Sun or whatever. Like, he was so funny. Like, like he was just like, I don't know. And just so creepy. And kind of what I was saying in the beginning, um, you know, I feel like people that even do commit suicide voluntarily, um, they like stand on the ledge for like a while. Yeah. And like really, like really, are you sure you want to do this? Can you do this? You know, it's like, and I know that you said that we could go back and forth. Like, did she commit suicide? Did he kill her? In my opinion, he a thousand percent killed her. I'm with you. And, um, and it's just like, like when she says push me, like, like I just, I felt her pain. Like I, I physically don't know if I would be able to do it. I know. Like, I don't, I really don't think I could. In my head. I start a kerfuffle. A I start a fight with him, so he has to push me. Right, you know what I mean. Like I right. try to escape. Right, I, I'm with you. I don't. Think I, I don't could, think I could. You know what I mean. Um, 
and I know they're acting and everything, but I feel like the shaking is so much like, yeah. you know what? I just like, God, that's, you know, but uh, just like what a mental mind fuck. And like, yeah. that's just like an awful, like if you, God forbid, get hurt, get assaulted, get murdered, whatever, like you don't have any control over it. And it probably happens so fast, but like, he's literally giving you control, but not yeah. like you, he's giving you control, but you have no control. You know, what's crazy too. Like, there's so many, so many bad things about this. You know, it's like probably one of the worst. She has no idea why this is happening. Yeah, definitely. Like, this is. I mean, it could happen to anybody. Yeah. Like literally. Yeah. She, this woman, she's. I don't even know why I'm. Like, at least tell me, am I dying for something right, good? Right. Right. Am I? You know what I mean? Um. Yeah. And it's so creepy how calm he is. Yeah. Because he, no, he's he even says like there's there's a point and it, it's like it's what it's really what propels him from like creepy old serial killer guy to like holy shit he has like a in a literal cycle that we see right um he's like all right it's time to jump yeah like okay now you're now you're gonna go die yeah you know um so like you said what we see him spread on the floor is cremated remains um in a few scenes we'll we'll talk about what that's supposed to signify uh. At the Tarla Grant crime scene, yeah. we find out that she drove down from Fort Lauderdale. Hey. Which is just kind of odd because cause they mentioned Broward a lot in this episode. Mm-hmm. Remember later there's a reference to Oakland, yeah. Oakland Park. For people who don't know, like Miami and Fort Lauderdale are almost two different worlds, although they're very yeah. close together. Uh because even I guess Trini was doing his stalking in Fort Lauderdale is what we're supposed to believe if she's from whatever that's really technical stuff. Um, <laughs> so Deb apologized to Lundy, yeah, about being a douche, yeah, and he's like, "Well, uh, we all could be the occasional douche." I have no reference for this, but I believe why they keep saying this is this episode is titled "Blinded by the Light." So there's the song. Right. And you know, it's oh. like, and it's like one of the most, what do they actually say lyrics? Yeah. Blinded by. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wrapped up like a douche. Yeah. I, I, I refuse to believe it's not like, you That's know. That's really funny. Um, if you know what we're talking about, go listen to that song, Blinded by the Light. It sounds like they're saying wrapped up like a douche. I don't even know what it is. Oh, I think it's, I think it's wrapped up like a douche or something. God, I can already just see people yeah. correcting me. Um. But I, I believe that's, that's why. That's really funny, you know? yeah, probably. Um, I think it's kind of cool slash clever, cool writing, whatever, that Trinity basically brings Lundy back for like Dexter and Deb. Yeah. You know, because it sort of like drums up this other storyline. Sure. Um, let me ask you, up to this point regarding Trinity and Lundy, do you have anything there? No, um, I guess I, um, I feel like it's easy for Quinn to think that it's just a suicide, and yeah. I feel like Dexter and Deb are only thinking it was a homicide mainly because they're with Lundy, like in Lundy's ear. I wonder if Lundy wasn't there, what they would think of it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, well, I, I, guess, I guess they wouldn't know. They would be like, "Yeah, suicide." Right? Yeah. yeah. Um. So it makes sense that that's why they're so gung ho about it. But yeah, not not much else. You don't think it's a little suspicious the way Lundy is like, it could be me. And this is like, he's obsessed with this case. I guess I'm trying really hard to like not foretell what happens, but I'm also, I want to put in my thoughts. I remember at the time, 
me and all my friends, we all had this theory. Lundy is involved with the Trinity Killer. Hmm. You got nothing. You don't think that at all? Um, I mean, I didn't as of yet. Okay. I, I don't know if I had enough time to... I remember, I, I'll show you the Facebook status. I believe I, you. Uh, no, because we were just all like, oh my God. The second episode, I thought it. I remember my friend was like, no. And the, this episode was like, it could be me. And he knows so much little detail about this Trinity Killer, which no one knows about, you know. Um, but I guess if you don't got that. Um, this filler. How do you feel about this vacation murder storyline? I'm kind of whatever about it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It, it, they've done a poor job of just like, you know, it's just. Wasting time until to get to yeah. the, you know. But this Johnny Rose and Nikki Wald, um, they live in Oakland Park. Which is another Broward area which just seems odd. Um they just use a Broward a lot in this episode. Yeah. And it's really a cover for Batista and LaGuardia to get lunch together. Uh little sucky sucky fucky fucky. Busy. Busy. Um but they show up, right? LaGuardia and Batista are at their apartment and Nikki Wald and Johnny Rose show up. Isn't it like what? Isn't it insane to be shooting at a cop? Definitely. <laughs> like, but if they hit, we are so tone—not tone deaf. I don't know what the word is. We are so desensitized to just like shooting. Yeah. Like those are fucking bullets, man. Yeah. You know. Um, I feel like Batista though has never looked cooler. <laughs> he had like his little sunglasses on, and he oh was, really? Yeah, and he was like ducked down. Yeah, he definitely never looked cooler. Well, he's he's probably on cloud nine now. He I know. Got, he got I know. Laguerta and all that. That's funny. He's got that glow on him. Um, I guess to go back to that Lundy and Trinity thing, this is what I wanted to add. Lundy sort of plants the idea that Trinity is like this total lone wolf. He has like no family, no nothing. Um, like, And at the same time, like Dexter is growing. It's like at the same time, Dexter has a family. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, and kind of it's funny that like they say like he's like a lone wolf this episode because this is the episode where he has neighborhood security you right know, suffocating dexter you know um good writing or whatever you want to call it because like that very next scene where they're talking about he's a lone wolf is trinity pouring himself a drink yeah and this is where we see the urn cremator remains all this i'll let you talk about what you thought about this and then i have some stuff to add so he was saying that um you know he pours i I thought the whole thing was creepy i think that john lithgow is is just really creepy in this whole character but um it looks like the pictures that are well obviously there's the urn there so um you know it's someone that passed and then it looks like the pictures behind the urn were like older um so i was thinking that um you know and especially calling um Tarla mommy I was thinking that I guess his mother was maybe murdered or died and he's kind of like out for revenge or something um but then when he pours the drink and he says you know drink up you'll be next or something along those lines I was like okay well I don't really know who he's talking to because the person in the like there's someone in the urn I would assume um so I was a little confused by by so let me ask you, do you not know why he's doing his kills in this cycle? No. Um, do you think he is the one who killed a person in the bathtub 30 years ago, then did it again, and then... Yes. Okay, I'm asking. I'm... I feel like that's like what we're led to think. But you think he's doing these kills for revenge? To revenge, like, maybe, like, his mom or something. 
I don't know. I'm asking. I don't know. That's asking. So Colton had asked me, and it's like, I guess, I guess I'm bringing it up because like, I guess people would, would think this, right? Uh, I'm a funeral director. And the question Colton had, like, can you just do this with cremated remains? Can you just open an urn like this? Um, all urns are different, so that's like if you seal an urn, like sure. If not, you could have. There's no like regulations regarding it. Um, cremated remains look like crushed seashells, so you don't really get to see them too much in this episode. But it sort of looks like what he has. I imagine that was like cat litter they used. Mm-hmm. Looks that sort of looks close to cremated remains. Um, so that's all I had on the cremated remains thing, and then that's a pink magnolia cloisonne urn from Batesville. <laughs> Um, Nerd alert. Yeah. No one wants to believe Deb and they just kind of call this case a suicide. Anything else on that? No. Uh, I think this scene where he's, it's like purposely ominous where he's like drinking the scotch or the whatever, sure. whiskey with whatever. And we just sort of see he's carrying someone's cremated remains. Now, let's get a an idea or a prediction of the fact that he literally wiped cremated remains next to the person he kills. Yeah. Anything? No. Nothing. Okay. Break. And now, Masuka asks who he has to fuck for Dolphins tickets. Miami Dolphins football club level. Jeez, who do I gotta fuck to get those kind of tickets? Here, no fucking. And we're back. Wow, cut Cut me off. off. Cut you off. So, I have two things. Okay. One, our guest for next week is now shaky because they haven't answered me. Uh-oh. So maybe we could have that person on we later had, in the season. We have to say that this is no no money involved. Just please come on because it's cool. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, if not, if this person does not come on, I will still try and get this person on. But um, I'm going to start moving on to other people. That being said, I think it's worthy to bring up that we just finished the YouTube series. I'm sorry, Netflix series called You. Yes. I think if I was to give someone the closest thing to Dexter, this show You would be it. A million percent. It's sort of like Dexter in New York City. Um, Dexter and like this day and age. Better cell at, phones. And like as as like a 25-year-old. Yeah. Right? Because how that, maybe that guy's 30. Yeah, maybe, but yeah. that that age range, yeah, for sure. So, what what would you give it on on, on Marissa's scale from, uh, let's say, one coffee to ten coffee? I don't know. So it's really funny. Um, we Victor got a recommendation about it, and I was just hearing a lot of buzz about it. I saw like a lot of memes about it, and I did it. I you know we were watching it, and we were both kind of confused like every episode, and then um, I just kept hearing more and more about it. So we just completely binged like five hours yesterday or something uh embarrassing and uh it was entertaining enough to watch it was i i would recommend it i just think that it's a little bit of like a soap opera 
a teenager soap opera. I wouldn't even say a teenage soap opera. I would just say a little a little bit of a soap opera. Okay, let me but put it. It was still decent and yeah. it still had twists and turns that surprised you where in I feel like other soap opera e things you could kind of like foresee everything that happens. It's on Netflix now, and I guess the best way I could put it, it was originally on Lifetime. There you go. So you know what you're getting. What do you what did you think of it though? Uh, if I was going to rate it from 1 Vix to 10 Vix, mm-hmm. I'd probably give it like 5, like right in the middle. Are you going to watch season 2 with me? Yes, but that's more because there's a lot more bad television than there is good television. Right. It's not like we substituted you for something else. Yeah. It was more like, so you want to watch... Just Narcos. What episode of The Office do you want to watch <laughs> yeah, again? Like, yeah. you know, it was just more like, let's 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 get into something. But the, I guess the reason why I want to talk, well, while we are talking about it and bring it up on here is because... It's, there's very similar qualities to Dexter. So He's, many. You know, you find out very early. He kills people and like there's a the code. The voiceover. The voiceover. Like it's very. Yeah. It's Dexter in New York City in 2018, whatever, 18, 19 with just a little bit younger stuff going yeah. on. Um, so yeah, if you're looking for a show to watch that's similar to Dexter, definitely give you a shot. So also... Do you have one thing? Because if you don't, ha- if you don't say you have one thing, then you cannot officially talk about. Also, okay, never mind then. No, I, no, I mean, it, I did it, have it, one it, thing, it, but no, it's okay. No, no, say it. Say it. That's okay. Come on. This is our life every day, by the way. <laughs> this is literally what happens you every have to day. Say it because we're. So um, geez. So I saw Jennifer Carpenter is going to be in a new series. Oh yeah. What's yeah. The Enemy Within. Okay. I saw a commercial what for it. I don't know. Um. She's been only on. NBC. Yeah, yeah, I'm all right. Uh, no, I I guess I just haven't seen her though. Um, yeah, in anything, and I was like, oh my god, Deb, she, she looks great. She was in another show at Quinn. Oh no way! Yeah, she looks great. Um, I don't even think it's officially out yet or aired yet. I just actually just saw one episode of it and actually it looked pretty good. Um, but yeah, I just thought that was cool. Yep. So Dexter's house. Wait, I'm sorry. Let's go back a little bit. Well, let's do one more scene from the barbecue. You gasped. We had one, two gasps this episode. <laughs> one is when the neighbor Elliot pushed Cody into the pool. Yeah. Um, I also didn't like that the neighbor was touching Cody's butt. You know what's so funny about that? Colton, I'm going to pull it up here. So I'm going to try and filibuster while I bring this up. Like, just so weird. Colton literally said, like, would this fly in this today's day? I, 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 I never even caught that. I guess more the idea of, like, it's not bullying, but it's just sort of like, I know it's, like, friendly and everything. But, yo, if our neighbor pushed our future kid into the pool. I'd kill him. We're, we're, yeah. Yeah. We're, we're, you're dead. I feel like family can push them in the pool. And, like, touch their butt. Like, that's not a big deal. And, like, even, like, close friends. But not the neighbor. Like, yeah, never the yeah. neighbor. And don't does he, touch Wait, the, does he push him in the butt or his back? On the butt. And I saw it again when we were watching. It's on the butt. All right. And I was like... Oh. And I mean, Cody's a little kid, like, to be, you know, to be fair. Yeah. But, um... All right. All right. All right. <laughs> it just creeped me out. Sure. So, Dexter's house gets vandalized. Yeah. Um, We talked about this concussion already. Uh, when Dexter arrives to work, Quinn gives him NFL tickets. Mm-hmm. And sort of like the little storyline here is like, Dexter's like, great, thank you. And Masuka goes, you know, who do I got to fucking No fucking dolphin football. Yeah. And he just gives the tickets to Masuka. And then Quinn's like all pissed about it at the end. Right. 
let's assume Quinn's been working there a year. You know, giving Dexter football tickets is like throwing yeah. out the trash. Like yeah. he's not gonna, you right. know what I mean? Um, so it just seems a little odd that that's like his route to like you know. Yeah, but I think like I would be pissed too. Like if I oh, gave, no, I, uh, yeah, a hundred percent. But I probably would never. I, okay, I would never surprise you for your birthday for Dolphins tickets. Right. I, and I know you would go because like right. we've been talking about yeah. going, but like that's not if you were just yeah. like okay, you know what I mean? Um, when Masuka again, so you know, Deb has to give Dexter a ride to this crime scene. Yeah. When they pick him up, Quinn is blasting music in the car. And he's like, actually, actually, you know what? Sit in the back so you could feel the bass in your spine. And then again with his concussion. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like, what are you doing? Yeah. I can't imagine loud, you know, like no. street rattling basses. No, I would assume concussion. you would have like a headache for yeah. a few days and just be, you know, super sensitive. I'm surprised you didn't laugh when we see Masuka's car. Oh, my God. I think that, I think that is, it is like... I I fault the show for never like pick like connecting stuff and you know we always talk about this all the time each season sort of feels like it's dropped and everything what a great comedic moment in the in the show to give Masuka that car because of course he has this truck nuts electric blue yeah. thunder lightning monster Awful. truck you know um, I just think it's like a great little little whatever quip about a character um sort of foreshadowing how this episode ends like when dexter's walking in the security lights come on yeah if i ever walked home and a bunch of our neighbors were in my house without you telling me (laughs) and they're telling me how i need to watch and report i'm gonna be hot (laughs) (laughs) i knew that'd make you laugh listen you and I are both the type of people that if we hear the neighbor walk out of his car, we literally stand by the front door, look out the people, <laughs> wait till he gets 30 steps away, and then we leave. So I'm pretty sure that's why we're together. Let me ask you this, and I feel like we're about to go on a tangent here. So they make this like this whole neighborhood deal, like everyone, you know, know your yeah. schedules, this and that. And I imagine like good neighborhoods, good area streets sort of have this thing going on, right? Um, I feel like as I got older, the idea of a neighborhood and your neighbors totally went away. I don't know if that's like my childhood or that's like just grow what growing up does where you feel like that. Like, hey, we, we barely know our neighbor. Yeah. And our downstairs, we kind of, we know one of them. Yeah. The other one. No. Yeah. And is it like that just because we got older? Do you feel the same way? Did you even think about it? So, you know, it's funny. Um, we, I was born in New York. I moved to Florida when I was six. When we were in New York, we knew every single person yeah. on the block. Kevin's, like, best friend lived on the corner. It was, like, another, like, young family. So, like... Um, I remember like my mom would babysit their kid, like all of us. And then like my mom would drop all of us off at like the other house, you know, and she would babysit all of us. Um, Babysitting. Yeah. That was just like a a, a neighborhood. We knew everyone though. And, um, and you know, we had block parties, but we just, we knew everyone. And when we moved to Florida, I remember my mom always saying like, 
people here just like aren't they don't have like that neighborhood vibe and i remember like my mom you and she's she actually has like some decent neighbors now but i remember my mom when we first moved here like she would just was used to knowing everyone so she like really tried to like know the neighbors but it wasn't the same but so now i always in my head thought it was kind of the difference between new york and florida but now when you say is it just growing up I don't know. It it might be a little bit of both, but it might just be growing up. Yeah, because and, and I guess it's worth it to say I, I lived in New York until I was thirty, so I'm bringing a lot of that with me. But even as I got older and I lived like in apartments in New York, um, I just didn't I didn't I didn't feel like that. But I was I don't know. Um, but there was that just that whole idea like. You ever hear like you borrow like sugar from your neighbor or yeah. something like that? Like that's what it really. When my sister was born, my parents shuffled me off to the neighbor, and they watched me as they got to like. Yeah, you definitely. Know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I guess we are more transient as a society. There are we like, weren't moving this much. No, there are like pictures though of like us like sitting outside like on like the stoop of like our house the stoop, in the stoop in Queens. Was, the stoop was the coffee shop. Yeah, like, that's and, where you went to go and hang out. And, the stoop. And I was in I was in a stroller because I was too young. Our dog we would we had a German Shepherd would lay under the stroller like in between the stroller, and um. I think my mom would like like just leave me there and like they would just be like a block party and like yeah. my mom would joke and say that the dog would watch me like yeah. the dog was yeah. my babysitter yeah. and everyone would just be hanging out but yeah I mean I'm actually still friends or I'm friends like on Facebook with some of these people but it's like I don't even know them you know because I was so little but um yeah but that was like a whole thing you know I have to imagine it's neighborhoods because I, I imagine you sort of do learn your neighbor's schedules not because you're a creep just sort of like how it goes mm-hmm. and i imagine if you're like you grow up in, in a more suburb not is suburban the right word i don't know what the word yeah. is because we're like you usually have like a, a kid across the street from you who also goes to the same school so yeah. you know like whatever also too and not to keep talking about this um i have two small nephews and i went to my sister's house um on halloween and we trick-or-treated i trick-or-treated with them and there were so many young families and little kids and it was like so cool like they i guess the kids were a little bit older than my nephews but like all the parents were like drinking beer walking on the block and like all the little kids were friends but i guess it's like just when you have things in common and like everyone that we're yeah neighbors with we don't really have anything in common with them you know so i think that that too you know so Dexter, and this is like kind of where we see like Dexter suspecting, let's just call him rocker dude, right? Because okay, he's, yeah. he's meant to be yeah, 2009 yeah. emo, hot topic kid, um, is sort of, Dexter just thinks this kid's the vandal. Sure. And he could tell it and he, she matches the fingerprints and all this, you know, all this stuff. Um, so Dexter goes hunting one night on his own. Yeah. The mask he wears is sort of a throwback to like early Dexter season one, but it's also more like the books. In the books, he always wears a mask when he kills someone. Okay. Um, so I thought that was kind of like a, a, a shout out to that. Um, this is nothing related to you. I guess I'm talking to other other fellow Dark Dexter fans, Dark Passengers. If you can grab me this piece of music that's playing when Dexter is being chased, and it's also the menu music for season four on the Blu-ray of Dexter, I would love this piece of music. I can never find it anywhere. That being said, I feel like Dexter being chased was the most intense scene of season four thus far by his neighbors. 
Probably, yeah. Of the first three episodes yeah. so far. Um, I, me and my sister, it's a line we always said to each other. It's called watch and report, not watch and chase assholes. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just funny. You, you shouted something when he was... Oh, I was like, take off your mask. Because I felt that if they caught him, he could have said like, oh, I saw everyone running. So I just followed, you know, followed after right, you right, guys. Right, right. So, um, but, you know, he's hiding in the bushes and running away from them, but still wearing that mask. Like yeah. if they see him in that, well, like, why do you have that mask on? Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, Quinn tries to make good with Dexter. Yeah. Because, uh, you know, we talked about the the, the football tickets and anything. Your thoughts on this Quinn and Dexter and a dirty cop and he doesn't care and Quinn sort of like, you know, he's like, you you wouldn't get any of this, whatever. Do you have anything there? They're sort of building towards something, wouldn't you say? I could definitely say that they're building towards something, but I, did, I didn't really get much out of it as of right now. Mm-hmm. Not yet. Um, Quinn, I'm sorry. One of the rare scenes where... Dexter and Deb are like real brother and sister. Yeah. Is when Deb is dropping Dexter off. Right. Um, Don't you, do you agree? Like it's one of the more times they just, they they said, let's, I mean, even though they do talk about, you know, Tarla Grant, whatever, but they kind of just like brother and sister. Yeah. Like, you know, and where they are in their lives and everything. Um, The idea like people want to be with them and they feel suffocated. Yeah. um, Is kind of, I guess that's sort of the same thing I was trying to bring up with Trinity. Like, the idea of Trinity's been, like, this lone wolf his entire life. And, like, look at these two, like, you know. Yeah. Um, when Dexter walks in home, Cody has a fort. Uh-huh. Yo. I loved making forts you when like I was little. You like that fort? I, I always loved making forts. When you were little. So, like, you probably sound like 15, 16. 25, 26. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I, I used to love Actually, making Actually, you forts. were literally laying under... <laughs> The kitchen table with our dog yesterday. So there is something inherently immature yet uh, terrific about yes, something like that, making your own little fort or being under a table or whatever. All all of the seven year olds listening right now totally agree with me. All the seven year olds, yeah. (laughs) Um, Dexter makes up what Aster. Do you have anything on this Aster going from like? quiet girl to like the most bratty and insufferable teenager no and i'm sure that it was more of a gradual change than we saw but i feel like in real life that's probably how it feels like oh my god last week she wanted me to go to the movies with her and she she was holding my hand and now now to even though it wasn't last week you know what i mean but that's probably how it feels in real life like I still feel that way about my father. I think that my father still thinks I'm 10, (laughs) you know, like, um, yeah, I feel like that's probably just how it feels. I thought it was super weird though, that she was talking to the rocker dude and he's talking about colleges and it's like, dude, how old could Esther be? Yeah. Esther's like 15, maybe max. I feel like, yeah, I feel like she's 15 max. Sure. Um, So you're like in eighth or ninth grade. Yeah. And you're talking to someone who's going to be going into college. Like, that's like a good four or five years yeah. older than you. Yeah. Like, no way. Yeah, I know. It's 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 odd. Um, Christine Hill is giving Quinn a massage and he's sort of complaining about Dexter. Yeah. I guess I sort of touched that up with you already regarding Dexter. Our episode ends with Dexter going to take out the vandal. And again, mm-hmm. up until this point, you just think it's hot topic, dude. Yeah. Um, Jesse. 
That's there we go. Name. It's in my last part of my notes. And with a nice misdirect, it is actually Jesse's dad, Andy. Uh, your thoughts right here as soon as this happens, like when he's revealed, like he's the one who comes in. I mean, I was definitely and surprised. Not nitpicking, not nitpicking, but he walks through the front door of his house with a neighborhood watch with a huge cartoon wrench. Go ahead. Um, I definitely was surprised. Um, I know that they mentioned his wife passed a year ago. Um, yeah. But I still just wouldn't put two and two together. Like, I could see the son more. You know, your mother passed and, you know, now, you know, you're just angry and you're upset and you, you know, you don't like to see, like, these other families or whatever. Um, I, I guess I would kind of think that the father would um be a little bit more mature than that because i mean really really vandalizing the neighborhood is what like the most doing? immature yeah. thing like um that's why dexter thought it was yeah that little nerd you yeah. know um i mean i even remember when i was like 14 sneaking out of my friend's house and we just like would walk around the neighborhood and like just do stupid, stupid stuff like shit. we used to like throw muffins like <laughs> like on like the you lawn fucking wasted muffins <laughs> yeah yeah marriage is off um but like but like we just did like stupid stuff like that that literally was so harmless but it's like immature stuff you know yeah um so i would i definitely would have thought that the father would have been a little bit more mature about it (laughs) so that was surprising but um yeah uh i can't believe you wasted muffins we'll get there you're a different uh i I have what i have on the on the final i want to bring up that i think it's interesting that what makes Tarla Grant eventually jump is when Trinity mentions, all right, you don't want to jump? That's fine. I'm going to go grab your kids. I'm going to put an ice pick in their head. Mm -hmm. Like, all right, all right, right. I'll jump. I'll jump. What makes this Andy stop when him and Dexter are, are, this is your other gasp of the episode, by the way, when he swings at him. Um, What makes Andy stop like vandalizing and like fighting Dexter is when he's like, "Do do you want me to go kill your kid? He says something like that. Do you want me to go fight Jesse or something? Right, 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 right. Like, you know what I mean? That's where he's like, no, 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 nothing. Don't do anything to him. Like, you know, he's like, he's all I got and whatever. I think it's just like an interesting parallel they try to make for sure. everything that's sort of going on with the episode. Um, but as we see, Dexter goes home sick and tired of the lights, the security lights that are put up. Mm-hmm. Dexter smashes them and we turn over and there is Rita looking at dexter <gasps> yeah no julie ben's the season she's looking good okay no <laughs> okay she's okay okay her All voice right. annoys me there is a lot of complaints about julie ben's this season more so the character rita that she has become just very whiny and yeah like very annoying yeah wife. you yeah. agree yeah 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 that was like a huge thing at the season. And anytime you read it on Reddit message boards, it's yeah. like the same thing. I was like, God, why is Rita so annoying in season four? And she's about to get a hell of a lot more annoying. Well, I already was thinking that she's annoying. <laughs> uh, so that brings us to the end of our episode. Um, prediction on where Dexter smashing the lights sort of. Well, I'm assuming that with Rita. Rita is going to think that he's the vandal. And really, like, for Dexter, like, okay, no one likes those lights shined in your house. I get that. But then you, like, go and have an adult conversation. Like, it's just so, like, you can't just, like, go and do that to someone's house. Like, you know? But, um, but yeah, I'm assuming that Rita's going to think he's the the vandal. And then that's going to be a whole, a whole other thing, you know? Right. Um, but I don't know. Okay. 
Well, that sort of wraps up this week's episode. Uh, I am hoping, hoping, hoping we have our special guest for next week, but I don't think it's happening. And I guess next week I'll bring it up, who it is, if it doesn't come to uh, fruition. Uh, I guess that's it for this week. We will talk to you next week. Everyone stay warm. And goodbye. Bye. Come, come, come.